This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Sydney's Hope 103.2, Hope Nights with Graham. Well, it's been a bit over 20 years since the Paul Common Trio, uh, since they released one of their big tunes, Turn, and to celebrate, they've remastered and re-released the song. And to mark this occasion, I am pleased to say that all three members of the group join me from uh, different parts of the world. And as we say hello, uh, can I ask maybe we we do a roll call like you would back in school? Uh, when you hear your name, can you please say present? I'll start with Paul Coleman in Nashville. Gift. <laughs> present. Phil in Melbourne. Present. And Grant in New Zealand. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Present. Yeah. <laughs> you see his brain working over about how he could say something different. <laughs> no, I, my mic just started working. I was out of the loop there for a moment. Sorry, everybody. Present. It's uh, great to be chatting with you all today. And very soon I want to talk to you about uh, the remastered, re-released edition of Turn, uh, the 20th anniversary edition. But uh, first of all, can I take you all back to the 90s? Can I ask you, uh, how did the Paul Common Trio, how did you all come together? It's Paul's fault. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Should Paul explain? (laughs) Everything's my fault. Well, um, I, I love saying that, um, you know, if you live on the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, which all three of us did, if we're all following Jesus, which we all do and were back then in the late 90s, and if we all were passionate about trying to find a way to be a musician as a career, not just, you know, play every now and again, but you really were forward thinking, then that's about three people. And we are those three people. So we knew each other. And, uh, eventually decided to do the Paul Coleman trio together. Now, Serious Fun, that was your first album together. I think for me, uh, one of the first Christian albums that I did here, Dip, one of the songs of that album, still one of my favourite songs to this day. Uh, Turn was then released in the year 2000. The title track, uh, which of course you've uh, re-released and remastered recently, uh, what's the story behind that song, Paul? The song Turn? Yes, Okay, you want the real fair income story? Yes, please. Oh, okay. okay, well, I uh, I was um, I was in the United States and I had my first kind of experience of going and visiting a Christian tour. And I won't say who the bands are, but um, one of the bands I knew were having a few beers in the back of the bus, and they know there was no debauchery. There was just a little bit of samplage, um, and. They told me that if anyone else on the tour found out, they would go off the tour straight away. And so I sort of saw this just genuine blokes, but then this whole thing of like this thing that you had to be to 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 create this image of being the super Christian or whatever. And it just seemed really unreal. And so when I went back to my, um, my bunk, it was the first time I'd been in a tour bus and they put me up on the top level and it's like swinging around and... Oh, mate. And they were trying to get home. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't good. Pulled out my diary and I was going over the night and I remember literally writing down the words, how can you expect anyone in their right mind to not look between the gaps and notice there's something missing? So I actually kind of wrote the song really about the, what I considered to be probably in a bit of a judgmental state. I may have, may have done that every now and then. Uh, it might've been a, a feeling of, um, <laughs> Of like, you know, really, is this is this really like, is this is this the thing that sets us apart, whether we have a beer or not? Um, and so, yeah, it was actually it was like we got to turn this life around. But 
we always tried to have songs that you could put in a number of contexts and they kind of had different meanings. So I know, I know there was religious people, right? Yeah, that's right. Turn, turn or burn. I love those guys. I know there was probably people that felt that and a bunch of other people in between. Um, but how good is the bass line? That's really, that's really the song. And I remember the moment when I was, Paul said to me, well, what do you want to play? And I played not that. And he said, what about this? I went, okay. And that's when it came alive. That's how I remember it, Paul. Love it. Phil, do you have any memories from the first time you heard Turn? Oh, yeah. It was, I think we all sort of instantly knew that this was going to be a really important song because it had this sort of sense that who is this song really for? And if you kind of look at it from the angle of, is this for me? And, you know, what, um, what does this song mean for me? It sort of really challenges you to the core of being authentic. And uh, that's why I thought, but apart from that, it was just in typical Paulie fashion, well-written and, and fun to listen to. So he always sort of worked in this, you know, sort of paradox of heavy message in a song, but also in a fun way. And that's always been the theme of our stuff and, and the way Paul writes, which I love. My special guests tonight are the Paul Coleman Trio, Paul, Phil and Grant. And here is the re-released, remastered 20th anniversary edition of Turn. I love this version. Sydney's Hope 1032. And I'd see between the cracks And notice that there's something missing Wouldn't you agree? Now is the right time to be all that we can be
forever There's no easy road There's no magic potion But brother, I'm here for you My heart's always open We gotta turn This life around Turn this life around Turn this life around We gotta turn I do want to ask you guys, all three of you, about writing and, and putting together songs. I'm always intrigued from musicians. What does come first? As you mentioned, Paul, uh, for you, we turn it was the words. But does sometimes does it work the other way around? And does the, the music come first to a song? Good question. Well, all of us have written songs, so we probably could all answer this. And what's good? the good thing about talking to songwriters is everyone's different, which is kind of cool. But for me, the feeling always comes first the feeling of the song, like what, it, what, it, what, what it's about. And, and I guess when you're someone that acknowledges God as the source of all creativity, you would have to say that feeling and that stirring comes from him. So it might happen when you're just, um, you know, just had an argument, like one of our songs called All You Need. All you need. That came right after an argument with my ex-wife um, when I realized, you know, all she really needs is a listening ear. <laughs> And a shoulder to cry on, and for me to shut my pie hole, and that you know that that's that song came right after Ouch. that, and then turn as I said came from that, and um, you know if I think about the songs off um, off turn, I remember when I wrote the song um, same mistakes that was about a a marriage breakup where I was thinking you know when when you're thinking of getting married, everyone you go to everyone, what do you think, mate? What do you think? You think it's a good idea? But when you get divorced, you don't really ask anyone; you just do it. And that sort of hit me. So I think it starts with a feeling and then you pick up the whatever instrument that you have. um, And then what I find is usually the first thing I play ends up being pretty close to what it ends. But the good thing about being in a band is that you can bring that song, like all those songs for the turn record, but they wouldn't have sounded as great without Grant and Phil because the song got brought in, but then we all figured out what it was going to sound like and all, you know, went back and forth a lot on that stuff. So the songwriting part is one thing, but for in order to come out as, as a record, it takes a team. That's my answer. Yeah. And for me with writing songs, and I've written nowhere near as many as Paul has, he's a particularly prolific songwriter, but um, the turn album and putting that together 2000 was super exciting for me on the one hand, because I found that now I was able to be in a band where I could bring these baby song ideas and I could bounce them off Paul, especially, but also Phil and get them completed. Like the song that turned out to be one, a song called one O N E. That's one of my favorites on the record. I brought it and it had a totally different lyrical, lyrical idea and concept. And, but Paul took the riff and the idea and the feeling and totally changed the lyrics to be something way better than it would have been otherwise. 
Um, but also, on the other hand, I realised this is actually going to be really tough to get Paul Coleman to help me finish my songs because <laughs> he doesn't really want to back then. But, uh, yeah, that was a, an amazing journey of uh, how songwriting can work in a band context. So there's no hard rule about lyrics first, music first. It can just be totally different for different people, different situations. And how does it work for you as well, Phil? Um, do you have a similar sort of thought from what both Paul and, and Grant have shared? Well, yeah, I mean... I was definitely not one of the major contributors to songwriting, but it was it was often about a feeling, I guess, like Paul said, the 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 atmosphere of what we were trying to create was always part of what I brought to the to the piece to the pie, so to speak. Um, yeah, so creating the atmosphere or the feeling, and and what I'm what what works for me, and what I feel like I'm good at is when someone presents a song and I say, oh, what about this? What about this? And try moving a few pieces of the puzzle around. So, you know, we all kind of contributed in a lot of ways to the making of Turn. It wasn't always an easy process. It was, there was often a lot of challenge, everyone, you know, sort of what, but my idea, but my idea, you know, there's, it's just, that's human nature, I guess. And in some ways we all sort of, you know, work it out, but the tension of all that brings a great result, I reckon. And, and every band would go through this, you know, as everyone sort of, contributes something to try and make something great there is tension but it, it produces a better result and what's beautiful about all this is that you know 20 years later we're all really good mates and i think we're all better at communicating with each other and realizing that it doesn't matter whose idea wins what we all want is the best idea to win what do you mean by that yeah what are you well, saying yeah. <laughs> back 20 years ago when we were making the turn record originally like we were not so good at keeping separate this idea of my idea must be the best one or at least i'm going to stick my hand up and say that i couldn't tell the difference between the best idea and my idea i always thought my idea was the best one you know and it was hard to it, it, it often was different <laughs> in your mind well, who knows? <laughs> right exactly but i think like, when we got together in 2011 and 12 to put out the return album yeah, that I think we learnt, had realised that actually we've, we're all a lot better at this, just wanting the best idea to win. And when we got together just recently to, to re-record the song Turn and put out that 20th anniversary version of it, it was it was a lot of fun. doesn't mean we all agreed all the time, but we came out with something that we're all very happy with. Now, as you said, guys, um, what 2012 was the last time you guys were all together in the same room. Was that maybe on your Australian tour? And with that, can I ask you, all three of you, uh, we'll start off with you, Paul, what do you love about touring? I think the best thing about, well, there's two things that's great about touring is that, you know, you're with your mates. Um, and secondly, just the, the friendships that you make and the people, the friends that you meet around the world and the country, that's really the biggest thing for me. The shows are great. I've always loved the shows, and you know, but for me, it's always been uh, the, the more you travel, the more you're perspective on life and faith and culture and politics changes and opens up so i've always loved the travel aspect of it but it's also great being in a team where you're putting on a show every night there's a, definitely a camaraderie to that and you're not the other thing with our band is you're never quite sure exactly what was going to happen from night to night so that was always fun too um yeah. and i remember when we started i'd spent a lot of time expressing my personality through music and Grant and Phil had both been in the types of bands where maybe that was slightly less of a performance and more of a rock performance. But they, as they started to grab hold of that, it became so much more fun because then all of a sudden there was things happening that, 
it, it just kept growing and kept evolving. And so maybe that. Grant? What do you think? Oh, what, oh I was oh. going to throw to Phil. Okay. But, get, since, we'll, you've said, we'll, since you've said my name. Um, well, Prawn is in charge of the interview, Grant. Yeah, he should be. Should be. Yes, he is, actually. <laughs> Thanks, Prawn. Um, no, well, I think touring has taught me that that uh, music is actually a wonderful vehicle for connection. And even when you're in a recording studio making a song, we should be remembering that. This is, this is actually a vehicle to help connection happen. What connection are we after? Well, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we hope the connection that happens through a song is with God and with each other. Um, if you think that making a great song playing it well live or recording it well live. And that's the end. That's the full objective. I think we can very easily get bored of that or tired of that, or it ends up not really satisfying, but um, touring, especially with Phil and with Paul as the Paul common trio taught me this, this lesson that I cannot forget and has continued to grow in me is that music is a gift from God to help us connect. And touring is the wonderful evidence of that. You're in front of a group of different people every night and we want this fun, but serious fun connection to happen vertically and horizontally with God and with each other. And when there's a different crowd of people and because God is so big and awesome and creative, it's so much fun to get in front of people and use music as a vehicle so we connect better. And uh, finally for you, Phil, what do you love about touring? I, I don't miss the travel. Um, a lot of artists talk about the fact that you spend most of your time sitting around waiting to play. Um, and, and I, I can totally relate to that, but, but being, hanging with these guys was always fun because we always found opportunity with everyone we met everywhere we went, um, to have fun and to talk about life. Um, I love doing the shows as a highly introverted person, I guess uh, it kind of helped me to come out of my shell. And I really value meeting so many people that we've met over the journey and, you know, had a part in, in being the soundtrack to their life which was a real privilege, you know, so very grateful. I miss it. I, mean, I don't miss the getting up at 4am to do two flights to get to some no. town by, no. by, by lunchtime, no. but, you know. No, no, no. That was the rock and roll life. I think I would have had a lot more fun touring if I wasn't hanging on as tightly to trying to succeed. I think I just hang on a bit too tightly to that. Um, and so rather than enjoying it, at the moment, I was always thinking about the next thing. And I think maybe I might have enjoyed a bit more if I hadn't been so wound up. My special guests are the Paul Coleman Trio. Paul, Phil and Grant, uh, really been awesome to chat and hang out with you guys. Before we finish up, I want to play a bit of a game with you. How well do you know the Paul Coleman Trio songs? I need you, after I've read a couple of lines from a particular song, you need to come in and, if you can, Sing the next line or two. Your name is your buzzer, okay? Here is the first song. But we are torn apart by things that do... Paul. Paul. Uh, yes, correct. You've got to say the next lyric. Oh, you do? By things that... We are torn apart. Things that do not matter. Lime is running out for us to see. Yes. Lime is running out. Time. time. He meant time. Yeah. Okay. Give him some grace. He meant time. Okay, next one. Here we go. He's on a roll because he's a child of nature. Take away the water and you freeze. Freeze his soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you sing the next line, Paul? Freeze his soul, yeah. He's a child of nature. He freeze his soul, yeah. He's on a trip. 
trip. It ain't a bigger picture. Oh, he's in the water. Okay, two to Paul. None. Is this why we're not going on the road? <laughs> okay, next one. I always wanted to be a part of something eternally, and I was searching for you, and now I know you were searching too. Then I met you. Your arms were open wide. My goodness. Bill. Yes? Being alive on this big blue planet. Oh, yes. well done, Phil. Two, two more to go. As you were. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know why you woo me, and when I hide, pursue me. Why would you want to choose me? But I'm so glad you do. Yes, I'm so glad you do. Well, Grant, I mean, I, I know it's, I don't know why. Yes. Um, I don't know why pursue me. No, nah, but I'm, Phil, Phil, Paul. You I wrote that bit. You wrote those lyrics too. I did, I did have a hand in it. I think you and no, I you worked wrote together. That you wrote that first. Okay, hit me again, Braun. Okay. But, I don't know why you woo me, and when I hide, pursue me. Hide, you pursue me. Why would you want to choose me? But I'm so glad you do. Yes, I'm so glad you do. Bill. Yes. Oh. Uh, straight into the chorus, yeah. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Unbreakable love. Yes. Unbreakable and shakeable love. Yes, yep. I'll oh, give Phil honest. half a point there for that. Ooh, half a. So it's currently Paul two, Phil one and a half, Grant on one. Last one. Here we one. go. Oh, thank you. Last song. I can't lose. Can you tell me where to go when this love runs out? Because I'm digging in the dirt, trying to fill this hole. Put my spirit on a billboard saying... Save my, save my soul, Grant. Yes. Well done, guys. That was a lot of fun. It ended up uh, Paul on two points, Grant on two points, Phil on one and a half. The Paul Coleman Trio, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for your time with us today. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.